Accountability is a misunderstood concept. It's regarded as something that you, quote unquote, do to someone else and is often equated with bad behavior, broken promises, missed deadlines, and negative consequences. Well, my friend, if that's how you would define accountability, you've got it all wrong. So stick around. Today, we're explaining what accountability really is and how you can use it to honor the commitments you make to yourself and others. Ready? Let's get to it. Hey you, welcome to the Messy Desk Podcast, where you'll find honest conversations about productivity, mindset, and marketing. If you're an overwhelmed business owner who wants to achieve more, but could use a little guidance and coaching, then you're in the right place. Ready to dive in? Let's get to it. Welcome to episode 87 of the Messy Desk Podcast. I'm Teresa Safali, your productivity coach. And I'm Megan Monahan, your digital marketing strategist. Oh my gosh, Meg, can you believe it's been like a year? <laughs> I cannot believe it. I know when we talked about this the last time, we didn't think it would be this long until we yeah. got back to it, but we are back and I am so excited. I know you are too. I am. I mean, it was a complete year of messy moments for both of us. <laughs> yeah, and, definitely. Um, Lots. Yep. <laughs> so... But, but got we us are to here. Yeah, it got, it got us to this point. <laughs> All right. So I know Megan's um, battling a little sinus stuff, but we were committed to coming back and getting this podcast episode to you today. So we are going to dive right in. Excellent. <clears throat> All right, here we go, guys. In the book, The 12-Week Year, Brian Moran defines accountability as ownership. He says, accountability is not consequences, but ownership. It is a character trait, a life stance, a willingness to own your actions and results regardless of the circumstances. Moran further explains that it's not possible to hold someone else accountable, meaning you can't hold someone else to account and others cannot hold you to account. Yet you often hear phrases like, we need to hold them accountable. Or, I just need someone to hold me accountable. Phrases like these refer to consequences, not accountability. That's right. The truth is, the only accountability is self-accountability. Simply put, being accountable means accepting responsibility for your own actions. Sadly, it's become as acceptable as breathing to look for some place to lay blame. Instead of looking to oneself, we pass the buck onto someone or something else. For example, you're running late for an appointment and you blame traffic or faulty GPS, but in reality, you left your house later than you should have. Or you missed the deadline for your client's monthly report. You blame the power outage from the day before, but you really should have started that report sooner. Or you set a quarterly revenue goal and fall way short. You blame the economy or a competitor. However, you weren't clear on your marketing strategy and got distracted by other shiny objects. Even if you make an honest mistake, often the first reaction is to not accept responsibility. In other words, you don't take accountability for the outcome. Instead, you look for a reason that absolves you from the outcome. Why is that? Great question, Megan. 
when you lay blame elsewhere, it gives you control of the narrative. You get to say what happened, why it happened, and why it isn't your fault. Depending on who or what you're blaming, you could come across as the hero of the story you tell, or it could make you look like a victim. Whatever the outcome, the blaming prevents you from being accountable to your actions. When it comes right down to it, blaming is a defense mechanism that protects the ego. It's easier to blame someone or something else than to hold ourselves accountable. And, you know, that's not much of a surprise when you think about it. I mean, you aren't taught how to be accountable to yourself. And to be honest, it's just easier, right? To point the finger in another direction than back at you. Mm -hmm. That's true. Taking responsibility is the right thing to do, but it's not always the easiest thing to do, right? Yeah, true. But while it may offer some relief in the moment, blaming to avoid being accountable has consequences, especially if you made a habit of doing so. You may lose someone's trust, including self-trust. You may take longer to recover from a setback or hurt someone else unintentionally. You might fail to see the real cause of a problem. You could forfeit healthy relationships because you avoid honest conversation or lose positive influence on yourself and others. You may never realize your full potential as a business leader, and you may lose faith in your own capabilities. And look, those are just some of the consequences of avoiding self-accountability. So beware. But let's not be all gloom and doom, right? <laughs> we can't do, we don't want to be uh, all negative about that because it's not always going to be that way. While being accountable might feel uncomfortable at times, doing so brings you tremendous benefits. When you have accountability, you can more easily measure your own success. You accelerate your performance. You improve your productivity. You increase your creativity. You will be more responsible. You'll gain confidence in your ability. And my favorite, you'll earn the respect and trust of others. And likely these benefits will help you win more business too. After all, people want to do business with those that they respect, admire, and of course, know, like, and trust. That trust is not only built by delivering on what you promised, but also by taking ownership of when things don't go as you planned. That's right. People don't expect you to be perfect. They know you're human. So deal with your challenges with honesty and integrity, and you'll earn the respect of your clients and colleagues. As Teresa mentioned earlier, one of the reasons you don't hold yourself accountable is that you aren't taught how. Well, we're going to address that right now. Teresa has three strategies that you can easily implement right now. The first strategy you can use to hold yourself accountable is to make sure that you understand what you're actually accountable for. In other words, know which parts and pieces you're responsible to deliver in whatever you're doing. That makes sense. It's going to be easy for tasks to slip through the cracks if you're not certain who is responsible for what. Exactly. Be very clear before you start a project what the action steps are and who is assigned to those steps. This way you can take ownership of your actions. 
For example, my assistant and I both contribute to the production of the Daily Achievers blog. The steps are meticulously laid out in our project management tool, and those action items are assigned to one or the other of us. Knowing what each of us is responsible for keeps us accountable to the timeline we set and prevents us from holding each other up. Very, very smart. So my question is, what if you're a team of one? You're just full of great questions today, Megan. (laughs) (laughs) Same deal, right? In order to get a project or task over the finish line, you still need to identify your action steps. Ideally, before you begin, not in the middle. Knowing what you need to do will make it easier to stay accountable to the tasks you need to do and therefore to the project as a whole. Even a solopreneur can benefit from a project management tool like Trello or Asana. These are really great tips. You know, I like to use the teamwork app. I really like it. I actually used it when I had a team and I'm still using it now, even though I'm really mostly solo. It's great for both situations and it's really, really affordable because there's also a free plan. So anyway, what's next? All right. The second strategy is to avoid overcommitting yourself. One reason that you fail to hold yourself accountable is that you bite off more than you can chew. It's difficult to stay accountable when you're overwhelmed. I've definitely done that. It's easy to do, especially if you struggle with saying no to things that aren't really a priority. Also guilty. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the problem is that when you commit to too many things, you become overwhelmed. There simply aren't enough hours in the day to get everything done. Saying yes to too many things makes it practically impossible to hold yourself accountable, but you can avoid this pitfall by being a little better organized. One helpful tactic is to assign due dates and deadlines to any projects you have going on and then note them on your calendar. Doing this will give you a more realistic view of how you need to spend your time. Then the next time an opportunity comes your way, pause before saying yes. It's like, take a breath, stop and think about it first, and then consult your calendar to see if you can realistically fit these things into your schedule. Remember that overcommitment doesn't always involve saying yes to other people. You can use this same strategy to avoid trying to do too many things for yourself as well. For example, let's say you're attempting to launch an online course while starting a blog and a YouTube channel all in a month's time. This would really be a recipe for a disaster unless you had a huge team. Holding yourself accountable to all of the action steps needed to successfully achieve all three of these projects is likely unrealistic. So really think about what's important to you and keep it simple. I mean, even with a team, it's best to tackle one big project at a time. That's great advice, Megan. And this brings us to our last strategy for holding yourself accountable, and that's to find accountability partners. Well, wait a minute. I thought that other people can't hold us accountable. Yes, I actually did say that, and I meant it. It's true that one person cannot hold another one accountable, but you can use the power of people to help keep you on track, stick to your commitments, and improve your productivity in the process. I'll be honest, I just don't have any idea why, but something changes when you tell someone else. Why is that? Well, I think two things happen when you tell someone your plans. One, 
it makes an abstract idea more concrete and real. And two, there's a part of you that just wants to stay true to your word. Like, you know, I think it's an integrity thing. Mm -hmm. You said you were going to do it and now someone is looking and you're inspired to do the work. Uh, Give us an example. All right. The best example I can give is when I decided to launch my first course. I thought about creating a course for years. I dreamed about it. I looked at software. I created outlines, came up with module names and more. What I didn't actually do was launch. (laughs) (laughs) So even though I'd gotten as far as setting a launch date and writing out the whole course creation and launch process, I never really took serious action on it. I wasn't being accountable to my plan. Of course, that's because there was no real reason to do it because it was secret, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Now, while there were other challenges that also got in the way, though I was planning, I didn't speak about it. I kept those details to myself, right? That's secret. So the point I'm trying to make is not talking about the course or even saying I was considering making one meant I didn't, I didn't have to own my actions or rather even my inactions. As a result, earlier courses I planned never came to fruition. So I'm curious what changed. Well, I started telling people and once I did, I was much more motivated to get that course done. I don't know. It's again, that integrity thing, right? Holding myself accountable to launch got a lot easier when I told somebody. So it's not that the people who knew about the course made sure the work got done. It's not like they imposed consequences if the work didn't get done. Rather, the act of telling someone who would ask Teresa about her progress was enough to inspire her to reach her goal. That's right. Having accountability partners made the biggest impact on my business. My progress and my productivity exploded. You don't just have to take my word for it, though. There have been lots of studies on this subject. As a matter of fact, research shows that your success rate increases as much as 95% when you have accountability partners. Whoa, that is a significant increase. Imagine what it would mean for your business to achieve a 95% success rate. It's incredible. You know, over the last year, I've seen Teresa make massive, massive progress. I've been so proud of her. And I've seen firsthand what a difference an accountability partner has made in her business. By the way, if you didn't know this, Teresa has been my coach and my accountability partner in the past, and she has really helped me launch a few new products in a short amount of time. Having an accountability partner can be one of those little shifts that result in big achievements. Oh, yeah. In fact, I've benefited so much from accountability partners that I started my own accountability group called the Daily Achievers Virtual Cafe. And we use community, communication, and co-working to advance our business goals. And we get all of this done during co-working sessions. And we have um, we have a community engine as well. Plus, it's loads of fun. I'll leave a link in the show notes so that you can check out the Daily Achievers Virtual Cafe yourself to see if it's a fit for you. Plus, during the month of January, we're running a special. You'll get $50 off every month. And, um, and that ends on the 31st. So go check it out. That sounds like a great deal. Oh, I can't believe we've already made it to the end. <laughs> I know. It went by really quickly. 
good. I hope that you've gotten a clearer picture on what it really means to hold yourself accountable. Remember, accountability is not about consequences, but rather it's ownership and being responsible for one's own actions. This means that you have more power than you think. When you embrace being accountable, you're limitless in what you can achieve in business and in life. And as we always say, start small. Choose one strategy to try and really practice it so that you see the benefits. That's it from us. Please visit MessyDeskPodcast.com for more detailed show notes and important links. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you next time. Already? Already? I'm already, already, and I got a big frog in my throat. Okay, I think that sounded good, even though I still had a frog. (laughs) Meaning, you can't... Now I have a frog in my throat, (laughs) It's contagious. Ribbit. (laughs) Oh my gosh, right through the airwaves. (laughs) I'm so sorry. I feel like I gave it to you. Now, that would be interesting. That would be scary um, for several reasons. First, because we're on the computer. And second, because you're like hundreds of miles away from me. <laughs>